0: Hello, I once again am Lord Stradivarius, the Dread Vampire Lord from Ravenloft, and I am here to welcome you to the second part of the April Fool's Day One-Shot on Reckless Attack, the 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. So, without further ado, welcome to Ravenloft, Part 2, The Curse of straba Welcome back, everyone. Hello! As we uh, remember, everyone, this is Reckless Attack, a fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. And we are currently about to start part two of Ravenloft. The musical Extrad Vaganza. <laughs>
1: Why well, didn't you say it like that the first time? Yeah, right. That was good. Well, you had to
0: build, <laughs> yeah. It. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, well, because okay. if I did that, it would give it all away. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: Well,
2: plus, you know, you got to like make sure it's all understood the first time around. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, I, I
0: respect it, Steve. Thank you. As long as I have Nathan's validation, we're, we're all good. <laughs> you know, I've been in
2: that seat. I, I get it.
0: Previously, you had been hired by Madam Phelan's stranding to find her lost wife who had apparently disappeared after being taken by the mists of Ravenloft. You gathered what you needed. You went through the mists and something weird happened where instead of the pale white mist that generally is associated with Ravenloft, you started to get these weird red and blue colors. And you appeared on the road outside of a graveyard where you rescued a woman who was being attacked by what was possibly her undead husband, who she had recently buried about three days ago. She told you that she had seen uh, Althea, the woman you're looking for, on the road and had directed her to the Tower of a Warlock, who may be able to help her get back to Greyhawk, which is where you are all from. So that is where we are picking up.
2: So we would, I think at this point, we would lead Sylvia back into town, make sure she gets back safe, back to her home, hovel. Uh, a condominium which whatever is appropriate for particular third
1: story
0: walk-up a lower middle class abode
2: great and uh, make sure she's safe there maybe try to sneak in a quick short rest while we're there especially for certain carpenter centric members of the party who got beat up on last time and then make our way to the tower if that is is a
1: reasonable thing Bobby the Carpenter Johnson would like a short rest. (laughs) That that sounds like a good idea. So we'll return Sylvia to her home and then find somewhere just like hang out for an hour. (laughs) And while some of the party is resting, can Red go and see if there are any people around here that might know anything about this warlock or the tower or hear any rumors that might have popped up?
0: Sure. How would you like to do it? Are you trying to persuade people? Are you trying to deceive them somehow? How would you like to do this? So I think the way that Red would do
1: this is he's going to go into town and start putting on a bit of a show. He's going to dress up as, you know, pull out some of the clothes from Sassafras's packages and like get a, a whole wizard's costume together with a big long beard and go to the center of town and start telling a story about a wizard who tried to teleport to the moon. And in order to do that, he built the tallest tower that he possibly could so he could see the moon as clearly as he could and tried to teleport to it. And no one really knows what happened to him when he tried. Uh, All they know is they found his tower empty and the moon was still there in the morning. So uh, good on that. But but after telling this story, Red's going to go around and sort of ask, you know, maybe some of the local children or some of the adults, like, What did you think of my story? Do you have any stories to share about wizards? What about that fancy tower over there? Anything to share? Go ahead
0: and make a performance roll. 23. Um, You gather quite a crowd. You make about uh, seven copper that is just kind of tossed (laughs) at your feet uh, afterwards. These don't seem to be. (laughs) It seems like they are giving, like, that is a good amount of money for them. They don't seem to be, you know, it doesn't seem to be a particularly wealthy town. Um, You put on a pretty good performance and so once you say hey you know do you have any stories that are you know similar to this this uh-huh. uh, this spark anything one of those people does come up to you and does say hey you know i i was hired by the warlock in the tower hmm. uh he needed a bunch of supplies uh mostly like uh you know incense and some weird inks um and things like that i i haven't seen him in a while and does this warlock take visitors he used to. He used to be kind of a social guy, actually. You know, he was always in town. He was, You know, if we had any problems that he might be able to solve, he was always happy to do it. And, you know, people would bake a pie for him or bread. They would bring bread and stuff. And, you know, as of a few weeks ago, nobody's seen him.
1: Well, I happen to be part of a traveling circus, so maybe a lot of us can go up there and see what's got him down. So,
2: Sorghum stayed back with bobby just to kind of like make sure that he's recovering appropriately you know this is something something sorghum does one of the few things that he actually does generously probably uh for the members of his troop with regularity and i am going to do a couple things where i am first i'm going to be playing my song of resting which is where anyone who is taking a short rest heals an extra d6 whenever they rest um but i am i am asking If I can perhaps enhance that in some way by really amping up my performance in this particular one, uh, both, of course, to Bobby the Carpenter and to this sad
0: widow. You know, that that sounds like a fantastic idea. So if you go ahead and make a performance check uh, before you roll, if you are successful, I'll let you do 2d6 instead of the regular 1d6. So,
2: <laughs> I'm imagining. I mean, he knows Sorghum is a showman, but more than anything, he's a salesman, and he knows that his audience is Bobby the Carpenter, and he has maybe different tastes than what uh, you know he would normally be doing. So eventually, I'm imagining you know you're just like laying there recuperating whatever for an hour at uh, like a kitchen dining room table, basically. Yeah, and. It's like really silent and awkward with the two of them, like him and the widow. And then from another side of the table, a little hand in a sock comes up. (laughs) And then a second hand in a sock comes up. Hey there, everybody! Hi, good to see you. We're here to tell you a great story. Are you ready for a great story? Pointing towards the audience members. And Bobby, like, gets Sylvia's attention. He's like, oh, this one's my favorite.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he tells this grand story of these uh, two rival sock puppets uh, who were rivals throughout their entire lives, always competed for everything, and eventually one triumphs over the other and gets everything that they, you know, had worked for. And it's kind of this... This morality tale of, like, ah, you know, this is only bringing conflict. And of course, the moral of the story is that at the end of the day, the winner takes it all. And now I'll roll for performance. Mm, it's okay. <laughs> uh, a 14. 14 is what
0: you needed. Hey! Ooh. So uh, you may you may add.
1: <laughs> it's, it's so good. <laughs> And the, the the black puppet and the white puppet—they just got along so well. And any he
0: heals for two <laughs> d six for two d six additional on top of whatever you are spending for your hit dice.
2: All right, um, my d sixes are cursed from arcane floor as well. Carrying on the tradition of the d fours from last episode, you uh, got uh, two hit points. Oh,
0: well, better,
1: better than nothing.
2: Two ones on two d six.
1: Uh, oh, I did great. So I so Bobby heals for seventeen, including the song healing.
0: And you see, you see Sylvia has a, a small tear running down her eye and she just says, my, my Lorenzo love for those stories.
2: Well, ma'am, I know this is a hard time for you and um, perhaps performance is not uh, always the, the balm needed, but I've just got to say you've been a real super trooper throughout it.
0: Thank you. Uh, I will tell my Abba and Ima about that.
2: And I, 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 it's probably not my business to ask, but does your
0: mother know? Well, she was, she was at the funeral.
2: Good, good. So we've taken care of. That's, I, some, I'm sorry. Just sometimes in grief, you know, things get, things slip to the the cracks.
0: The the family knows. The family
2: knows. Good, 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 good. Okay.
0: So, um, Red just, Red, Red comes back. Red
1: just kicks in the door. I have a lead. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we pay you for. Well done.
0: (laughs) So anything else you would like to do before going to the Warlock's Tower?
3: Yes. Pick up pastries.
0: Ooh.
2: Ooh, good thinking. Good thinking. Good thinking. Uh, we got
3: platinum to burn. This is yeah. our per diems then, babe.
0: <laughs> That's true. Use it or lose it. <laughs> there are several pastry shops. Uh, we get the nice ones. The nice ones, all right.
3: Can we ask the baker like do you know the Warlock's favorite pastries?
0: Uh Oh, Bevan. uh, yes, of course he was big into the poppy seed I, I don't know why, but uh not our best seller, but you know he came in, he'd buy us out every single time.
3: well, buy you out as well,
0: excellent that <laughs> was, okay. was a total <laughs> lie yeah,
1: I'm, I'm just like inside, yeah, and... go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> inside. <laughs> right. Buy us out.
0: Yeah. It yeah. Two much.
3: Natural twenty.
0: Wow. Uh,
3: <laughs> Arcane flora. <Yeah.
0: laughs> actually, it, apparently, he's as far as you could tell, he is being truthful. He's that, very that into Bevin, poppy seed. Yeah. Bevin what? was be, right. big into poppy seed. we're buy well, it all. And buy... you see, you see, there is a quite a bit of poppy seed stuff in there, and it seems like he's been kind of baking these in the hopes that Bevin would come back to get Aww. to to oh. buy Aww. some more. And then when Bevan stopped cu- showing up outside a few weeks ago, uh, he seems to have this kind of accumulated, the poppy, <laughs> accumulated <laughs> poppy seed. Yeah.
3: Well, Yellow will buy out the poppy seed and also get like an assortment of other things because, in case Bevan doesn't want the other baked goods, gotcha. they will want the other yeah, baked goods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah. are a traveling circus after
4: all.
2: So, once we make our way to the tower, eventually, you know, we've, we run our errands, we make our preparations. Sorghum. Steps out in front of everyone and, uh, and says, Today, we're going to be heroes. We are going to go, we're going to go do some good in this world, in this dark plane, in this domain of dread. And so I just want to remind you all to let the music speak. Leading us all the way into a place where beauty will defeat the darkest day. And I'm casting Motivational Speech, (laughs) which is a third-level spell. I think it's from the Acquisitions Incorporated book. Uh, So everyone gains five temporary hit points and has advantage on wisdom saving throws for the next hour. And if an affected creature is hit by an attack, it has advantage on the next attack roll it makes. So mostly And that, that lasts
0: until the temporary hit points are gone? Yes, or exactly. Or what, what's the duration? Or one hour. One hour. Gotcha. Following the directions given to you by Sylvia, you quickly make your way to the three-story tower just outside of the town proper. Although it is dark and almost midnight, you can make out that the squat structure has seen better days, and the faint smell of sulfur can be detected in the air. The main entrance seems to be no more than an eight-foot-tall, five-foot-wide wooden door with iron bands across it.
1: Not very inviting. Do we knock?
0: Hello? Bevan? Are you in there?
3: We brought poppy seed, baked goods.
0: You bang on the door, but there is no
2: answer. Sorghum uh, says, uh, Bobby, will you knock again? And then makes eye contact with the twins and kind of like motions back a couple steps, leading Sassafras uh, backwards. Well, I guess Sassafras is being left outside anyway, but it's like, let's just scoot a little back.
1: Bevan! Bevan, get out here! (laughs) And he's gonna, like, take a a brick from the floor and, like, go back a little bit and see if
0: there's any windows around? Uh, Yes, the upper stories have have some kind of opening in them.
3: Bevan! Do we want to (laughs) resort to property damage right away? Did
2: we
1: clarify that the door is indeed locked? And uh Bobby, the Carpenter Johnson,
0: will walk up and turn the doorknob. It does not open.
4: Hmm.
0: To the window. <laughs> to the wall. No. Nope. <laughs> no, no. I I mean I I mean, wanted we, you to we, we I, thought, thought, I wanted you to say Yeah, but but, but. yeah. But no, nope, nope.
3: <laughs> you cannot say that phrase <laughs> to a millennial person and not have them completed.
2: What do you mean? We're a family podcast.
1: Is it possible? It
5: explicit on
1: <laughs> we can do what we want. <laughs> Is it possible to climb the tower walls? Uh you can try, yes. Well, oh, I'm thinking if Bobby can uh, maybe throw Oh uh, Oh you know, yeah, red, I thought yellow. this was good, like, gonna
3: be like a you know, like the firefighter competition kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Bobby's- but, but more acrobatic. Yeah. Can we stack enough uh, circus members to try and get to one of the nearby windows? I am so used to our scrawny
2: ass party. I was like, <laughs> are they going to be able to reach a one story window? I don't know. They're so fucking small. But no, we're just normal sized <laughs> individuals. Red and yellow
3: are tall, lanky. Like yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah.
2: Like, you're. We're, again, we are normal sized yeah. <laughs> party instead of a bunch of stumpy creatures <laughs> and a self. So
1: Bobby, like, assumes the lifting position next to the wall, like, hands interlaced in a practiced motion, and readies himself.
0: Go ahead and make an athletics roll.
1: That is a
0: 21. Oh, okay. So whoever the second person up will have advantage on whatever skill they would like to use to get up there.
3: Boulder Parchment cheers for who's going to the window.
0: Boulder Parchment cheers.
3: Boulder parchment shears. Boulder
1: Boulder, (laughs) parchment (laughs) shears.
5: Wait, (laughs) is that you going on top or (laughs) Or me going on top?
2: Just winning. What does winning mean?
0: You lost, so you have to to go on top. Okay. Uh, Guys, come on, please. (laughs) (laughs) Snap to it. Uh, Are you going to be rolling athletics or acrobatics? Acrobatics. (laughs) Acrobatics. Okay. With
3: my inspiration. Seems good. All
0: right. Seems like a good idea.
3: 27.
0: All right. Well, without much issue. I as- do
3: so much parkour <laughs> flips. Bobby shoots me up.
0: In a highly practiced uh, stacking procedure, <laughs> uh, you get up without much of a problem, and you are right there at the upper level window.
3: I have brought a poppy seed muffin with me. Okay. Is the window locked?
0: No, it is not. You open it up, and you look in there, and it looks like, uh, it looks like a bedroom. You see a bed on the far, far wall of kind of like a circular room. And there is not too much in there. It seems pretty sparse. However, there is a small table by the bedside and there is a book that is open on the table.
3: Yellow will stage yell down like, I don't see anybody. Am I going inside?
1: And Red will just uh, do a quick rope throw up to you. And hopefully, you know, with a a little bit of time and energy, the four of us minus Sassafras can uh, shimmy our way up into the empty bedroom.
0: Okay. So after a little bit, you are able, you climb up the rope and you are all within this kind of bedchamber.
3: Yellow will go look at the book.
0: It looks to be some kind of journal and it is open to a page that is dated today final journal entry (laughs) after several discussions with Gormog the stinging I have the final components I need in order to safely open the gateway and exit this domain of dread while I don't think that this is the best of plays Gormog has agreed to travel with me through the portal and per our agreement he is quite persuasive we shall part ways on the other side if this works, this will most likely be my final entry. I leave my journal here in the hopes that others can use it to escape, just as I have.
2: And it was dated today, right? You said
0: yes. Uh, the date was from today. Flipping back
1: through a few of the earlier pages, do we have find any indication that Althea met up with Bevan or Gormog? The is it Gormog the stinging?
0: Gormog the stinging, yeah. <laughs>
1: Do we find any indication? Maybe, do we find like a withered husk of Althea anywhere?
0: Um. Yes, from actually, well, no. no. <laughs> let, me, let me answer some, some questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you do not find a withered husk of, Good. of Althea. Okay. Yes, there is an entry indicating that Bevan had met a woman named Althea a few days prior. And what it says is that he sent her to the home of of Lord Strahd Averius. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. At, at Castle Crowloft to request access to the library there. Specifically, she was to look for the writings of a necromancer named Benson Nayrens, who specialized in creating portals to pull people from distant lands into Ravenloft.
3: So, do we continue to look for Bevan?
0: I think Bevan
1: is gone. Seems with that Gormog, right. the stinging—not
2: the name I would have picked, but I guess I'm—I'm I'm not really in the stinging business, so. Yeah.
3: Should uh, we check the tower to see where he left from?
2: Well, and I think we, I mean we could just give a quick search, you know, yeah. the whole yeah. place, see if there's anything else fun.
0: So you head downstairs.
3: We searched the entire tower very okay. quickly.
0: So. When you go up to the third floor, you can see that it's basically just a balcony that overlooks the, the town and the surrounding area. Looking out, you can see the town, and you also see a castle on the north side of the town that's kind of up on a raised hill. Presumably, that would be Crowloft, where Althea was was sent. Red kicks down the bedroom door. We have a lead! <laughs> <laughs> We're on the case! Heading, heading back downstairs, you get to the foyer, and you do hear voices... There's another set of stairs going down, and you do hear voices and some chatter going on down there.
3: Should we quietly make our way down so as not to disturb them? If
0: Yeah, who is the best
2: combination of stealth and perception?
3: <laughs> I have... I have fives. A plus six to stealth and a plus two to perception.
1: I'm five and eight. I'm bad at both. <laughs> Red. <laughs> So Red's going to actually, after hearing the voices, go down to the basement and see if he can find out if there's, you know, given that we're not alone, what else is in here? Okay. (laughs) Oh. Do you have inspiration? inspiration? I do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, the, the
0: good news is they're distracted. So what'd you get? 11 for stealth. 11. Okay. The stairs circle downward, uh, and you can both hear the voices getting louder as well as the smell of sulfur getting stronger. As you're about to round the final bend in the stairs, you hear the music swell, and singing begins.
2: Sorghum walks downstairs and does whatever they want him to do. <laughs> right. literally I'm, in, I'm in. Like, am out of
0: adventure. In blood, great. I'm yeah. here right, for it. Right after that, you hear a very nasally voice say,
1: Was that really necessary? It was, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was 100% necessary. Encore. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, again, again. Brava, brava. Right. <laughs> like, Red leaves and then comes back to see it again. But yeah, what, what, does <laughs> to what does he see? Yeah, uh, get it. What does he see as he has tried to sneak up on whatever was causing this noise?
0: As you peek carefully around the corner, you can see a large circular room at the bottom of the stairs. You can just make out two figures in the room with the shadows of a third standing just out of sight. The first figure looks to be human, wearing long green robes, standing with their back to you. The second is what can be best described as a humanoid body that has seen better days. Jagged claws extend from the end of each of its fingers, and the sickly sweet smell of decay makes its way to your nose, along with the slight smell of rotten eggs.
1: You said there was a body down, or
0: sorry, a third figure. Th- was th- there saying. was, yeah, there was a third figure. That looked to be a humanoid body that had seen better days. Okay,
1: I was I was watching you, but really, I was thinking about the music. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to. That's understood. Excuse me. That's fine. I I am happy. I
0: I will be for that. I will be happy to repeat things. (laughs) And then um, you do hear some more chanting from um, from below, and then you can see a big flash of light kind of come up the stairs, and then quiet. Mm.
1: Oh, we just missed him. (laughs) Uh, Bad timing us, I guess. Is the singing also gone?
0: The singing is also gone.
1: (laughs) Bobby will go downstairs to double check.
0: You don't see anybody down there. Uh, You do see a kind of what looks to be have been carved into the stone, a large circle and with a bunch of of symbols and kind of arcane shapes uh, around it. And you can see a glow on it slowly fading okay he he sees it, goes back upstairs,
1: and then yells at everyone to crow loft <laughs> 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 uh
3: should we like try to draw the shape in the stone we're not okay. we're not Yeah, right i can't <laughs> what are you
2: talking about <laughs> just, we'll we're come going. back here yeah. if we need it we'll
3: go back to do it again steve to crawl up. okay
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i don't know about you i didn't pay attention to those classes and something tells me no offense bobby that you didn't either none taken we'll get the wizard and if the wizard
1: needs it we'll bring the wizard it'll be fine
3: smart bring the wizard back tell you the boss boss
1: yeah that's why you're the boss you're the boss boss
0: Castle Crowloft is built on top of a large hill just outside of the town. The area around the hill has been cleared of most vegetation, leaving short grass for about 300 feet surrounding the hill. There is a cobblestone path that leads up to the front gate where you can see a pair of guards standing.
3: Do we just approach and ask nicely? Can we 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 fill the library, (laughs) please?
1: Maybe our esteemed sorghum can get us in to see Count Stradivarius. I mean,
3: <laughs> Sorghum was always doing the talking in yeah. my scenario as
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys
2: are talking about this, and Sorghum's, like, you know, kind of just, like, thinking, and then you guys mention, like, oh, yeah, you should go up and talk to him. And he, like, snaps up and looks at you guys as if it's the craziest fucking thing you've ever <laughs> said. Um, and it's like, um, oh, <clears throat> of course, I will lead. Can I have those baked goods? Absolutely. Well, uh, keep, a, keep one of the poppies, just in case.
3: We have so much coffee. <laughs> yes. Right, rate. but what
2: they take, that's what I'm
3: saying. Here's two boxes, and we have five more.
2: Is there an? A- <laughs> but is there an apple fritter? Four more, in actually. The one you- <laughs> I hate all
3: the apple fritters okay, for okay, you. Okay, great,
2: great, great, okay. Hello, greetings. Hello.
0: Can I, we, help you?
2: Uh, I hope so, certainly, my, my good man. Uh, we were just interested in, uh, seeing, we had heard great things about the library here in the castles. We are, you know, passers through of this, uh, this part of the, the, uh, the domain, as they say. And, uh, we were just hoping, uh, to just get a quick tour, look around, uh, if there's some sort of, uh, checkout system. Uh, you know, we're in the, always in the mood for good fiction, but, um... Or a visitor's pass. Do you do visitor's passes here?
0: Strangely enough, uh, you're not the first to ask about the library. Hold on a minute. Let me make sure we can accommodate more people and uh, we can get somebody to escort you to the library.
1: Yellow and I can fit in very small spaces. So if if it's that you're worried about, we should be fine.
3: And then we fit into a small space. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you turn into a cube of two, of two so, humanoids. So the, again, yeah. yeah,
0: the, the, the guard's eyes, both of their eyes go a little bit wide. And they're like, wow, uh, you guys should be in a circus or something. That's pretty impressive. Well, thank you. That worked, huh? How oh. would you, How really quick, how would you
2: rate that? Did that act uh. excite or titillate you on a scale of one to 10? Like how titillating would you describe that?
0: That was, uh, that was quite impressive. titillated? Uh, <laughs> I... I am.
2: Okay, and Sorghum has taken out a Rolodex of note cards, (laughs) and he removes one that you can see says Human Cube (laughs) and moves it into the show show portion of, like, there's different things, like, a different axe, and this one was on the probably not section. He's like, man, let's try it.
0: But uh, by the moment, I'll be right back. And one of the guards goes goes through the gate and uh, inside.
2: To sweeten... To maybe win over. Yeah,
0: uh, are those pastries?
2: Why, yes, they are. Could I, and then he would like to do a performance to make a baked good appear. Actually, no, here's what the performance is going to be. What Sorghum is going to do is, I am a master mentalist, (laughs) and I am going to use the powers of deduction. To decide and determine the baked good that your heart desires most, based, of course, on uh, current selections and availability, and a certain uh, cer- certain restrictions apply.
0: Okay, very well, mentalist. Do your thing.
2: First question: Is your glass half full or half empty?
0: Hmm. I'd have to say, overall. I'm a pretty carefree and happy guy. Half full. What excites you creatively, <laughs> spiritually, <laughs> and emotionally? And I I'm, literally <laughs> just
1: go through all of the reckless talk, looking like, okay. around questions. <laughs> Cross promotion, biash!
0: I My thought girl! you were going to
1: guess it based off of one question. Yeah. <laughs> just Is it half full or half empty? Poppy yeah.
0: right <laughs> uh he he gives appropriate answers great um and actually uh, there, there is, is no you, wrong answers home, right? i want to stress he, he actually uh uh on one of the questions expounds on something you did not expect and rattles on for a good like five or six minutes uh, until the other guard actually comes back the other guard says well um uh, we can accommodate you in the library follow me
1: I never got to learn what his favorite TTRBG monster was. <laughs> do I? Do can I? Can I roll a performance check?
0: Oh yes, absolutely.
2: It? Excellent. Uh, and would you like it to be performance?
0: Um, I was also thinking yeah, insight go, go, works too. Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: I would like per- to aid with a mage hand coming up with the appropriate baked
2: I'll roll a dice and see what happens. Mm. the help didn't help Sorry. but i rolled well the first time so it doesn't matter uh 19
0: okay sounds good uh take a point of inspiration hey. um and uh you kind of come up with a um it's actually a uh peach cherry is what you happen to have in there peach cherry, peach, oh, like a- peach and cherry Ooh. like a pastry and he's like that's it that was amazing
3: and please note it's floating on that's even him. more amazing, yeah an invisible, an invisible hand. hand, yeah, it's just floating towards him magically
0: is it is it safe to eat?
2: Only one way to find out you daredevil, you as he walks into the library <laughs> and you
0: hear how Woo. Uh, ok. so uh, you guys are are all let into the castle. there's a a large room leading to the library's only door. Once inside, the library itself smells like old books and uh, tears of college students. Uh, (laughs) While mostly well-lit, you can see small areas of shadow where the bookshelf or a table blocks some of the light from the enchanted sconces. The sconces themselves emit light but no heat. From within the stacks of books and scrolls, you can hear a voice echoing as they sing to themselves while wandering around the library.
6: Can you hear the chants, the necro? I remember long ago another starry night like this. In the church graveyard, the necro. You were chanting to yourself and preparing your components. I could hear the spells raw power and sounds of wailing from opponents who did fall. are now a necro every undead every ghoul and ghost would last eternally i was so aghast with the necro they were dead yet clung to life and all of them prepared to strike and i'm not ashamed to say the screams and moans they had me fearing for my life
2: Get ready for my day. Yeah, this, right. This holy uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> god damn it
1: I'm here for it all yeah. day every day
2: I just again I'm gonna start my fucking day with that yeah. Yeah. tomorrow uh-huh. and just every day for the next week David you Maybe have I'm... no
3: say this is an R oh phone. no
1: oh, oh no it's already on my phone like yeah. don't you know oh jeez I, I love that one uh, it's so good
3: it's so
4: good <laughs> <laughs>
0: This was a long time. I had, to keep, I had to keep all of this inside. I don't know how you yeah. did. That's yeah, right?
3: impressive. <sighs> I would immediately be like, David, look at what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right, right. <laughs> right. This isn't coming from like the eight
0: whole. Months, this part. art, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and kind of coming from from around the stacks, you see a, uh, a figure kind of wearing a, a big, almost oversized oversized cloak. They kind of stop and they're like, "Oh, um, excuse me. I'm sorry. I was I was just looking for a book." What a coincidence. So are we. Oh, well, I, I think you've come to the right place then. They kind of take the, the hood down and they have a kind of piece of parchment with it looks like there's uh, some stuff written on it. And they say, um, oh, uh, I was actually just looking for a book entitled Portals, Gates and Other Transdimensional Orifices. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yep, carry on. on. Yeah, uh, Totally, I'm being very normal and adult about it. <laughs> so.
0: um, by uh, someone named, uh, let me see here, B. Narenz.
1: Yes, that's it. Where did that name come up again?
2: Uh, uh, that's the name of the author of the book we're looking for. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. That that Benson cr- Narenz. Okay. Yes.
0: And you do know that this book was one that Althea was looking for because theoretically it should help her get back back home.
2: I'll shout out like, "Oh, uh, of the Benson Narend, right?" Is this the author correct? He says, um, "Like looking at you guys pointedly."
0: Yeah, yes, yes, I I believe it could be. I mean, that is that is B. I I actually don't know the first name.
2: Sorghum steps forward, top hat in hand, and says, "Um." We are actually looking for the same book. We uh, are here looking for someone and are trying to escape with them and ourselves. If you would be interested in joining us and joining along.
0: Oh, actually, I'm, I'm not trying to go anywhere. I'm trying to bring my friend back from somewhere. Why would you not want to leave? <laughs> it's called Where the domain of Fred. Where did they friend read. go? Well, they, they died.
3: Oh, I'm so sorry. And
0: I, I would like to bring them back. And uh, apparently this book tells me how to possibly open a portal that will allow them to, to come back.
2: Who, who is your, if your friend, if you don't mind us asking?
0: Well, they were uh, an amateur uh, necromancer, actually, that uh, got in a bit of trouble. They suddenly get uh, kind of excited and say, oh, there's one more place I need to check. Oh, 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 oh. And uh, they run out, um, actually out of the library. And yellow
1: uh, follows. Okay. <laughs> red Scott is kicking foot ready. <laughs> <laughs> They're leads. Leads um, are afoot. And, uh, and inspiration. inspiration. Yeah. Yes, yes.
0: Mm. Uh, when you run out, you hear them yelling, They're here. They're here. And you see two figures standing in the foyer that this, this person was running towards. You begin to hear violin music gently drift through the library. It seems to be coming from the foyer. It draws you toward it, and soon you find yourself standing in the doorway of the library, looking out into the foyer. Standing there, playing the violin, is a tall, well-dressed figure. About ten feet behind him is Althea, although her eyes look a bit vacant and she is slightly slouched over. Grasped firmly in her hand is a book, but you can't quite make out the writing on the spine. The figure says, I am Lord Stradivarius, and you, like this one, have entered my home. I shall entrap your minds within your own bodies, and you shall be my slaves forever, for you face Lord Stradivarius, prone to acts of violins, and master of the bow. Then he begins playing, and you can feel your mind fill with the music as well as Alfea's voice. Initiative. (laughs)
5: Uh, Oops.
0: Okay.
3: Even with a bonus, it sucks.
0: (laughs) Yep.
1: (laughs) Red with twenty-one. Hey, twenty-one. Wow. Bobby the Carpenter Johnson with a natural twenty, which equals Mm twenty. Wow.
0: All right.
3: Yellow leather with eight.
2: Seven. Ooh. Okay. Renowned uh, showman sorghum and barley.
0: So you find yourself standing there and unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at things, Lord Stradivarius is first. Great. Oh, Good. Oh, Great. Geez. No. He steps forward and he holds his, the, the violin and he points the violin perpendicular to all of you and kind of shoves forward with his bow. And you can hear this kind of, um, it's a melody and, if we were in some place like Bizarro Land or the Upside Down, <laughs> uh, but in this reality, it comes through as like a shrieking kind of bad note hit from the violin. You can tell that this was a kind of a note that was hit that was designed to confuse you or slow you down. And you can also tell that there might be a way to counter this type of attack with your own performance. If you can kind of Regulate your voices or your performance in such a way that it might possibly nullify some or all of the attack coming from his violin.
2: Getting one last uh, use of you very sneakily telling everyone, hey, be sure you're trained in performance. (laughs) (laughs) Performance might be a good idea.
0: I'm I'm not going to tell you how to create your character, but. As a suggestion. As a suggestion. So this attack comes at yellow. Great. This kind of terrible sound. Hits you, and that's a natural twenty. Oh,
3: <laughs> no. No. Oh, no, can I use my reaction? Yeah,
0: you. Yes, you absolutely can.
2: Steve notably stopped himself from saying, "You absolutely should."
0: <laughs> it just, doesn't. <they're> just, <laughs> not
2: because,
3: a twenty. <laughs> no, not a twenty.
0: Unfortunately, you do take some damage here.
3: Can I? Can I It's a very
0: it? mild way of. You're to use it, your reaction. Right?
3: Oh, that's right. Yes, you already used your reaction. But
0: 12 points of psychic sonic damage. Ow. So Red and Yellow
1: are charging out of this castle towards Lord Stradivarius. And Althea, the entire reason why we came here. (laughs) Uh, After hearing the the blast of sound hit my twin, Yellow Leather, Red Leather puts his shoulder on Yellow. I'll meet you there. Catch up quick. Will do. As a bonus action, Red is going to use the ability, Blessings of the Raven Queen.
5: Ooh. Ooh.
1: And what does that do? So I'm going to teleport 30 feet toward Lord Stradivarius. If I can, I'll appear behind Lord Stradivarius in between where he and Althea are. Okay. And instead of my normal look, I look kind of ghostly and transparent. Ooh. As I begin to also conjure a summoned beast. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. So with my action, I'll use the spell Summon Beast and around Stradivarius's legs, there's this kind of twisting fabric that appears kind of around into the sides of, the, of Lord Stradivarius. I'm going to summon Purple Suede. <laughs> uh, and it's just this long snake-like piece of fabric that just appears out of nowhere. What
0: is this? Some kind of Elvis thing?
1: <laughs> Purple Suede is going to take an attack. 10 to hit?
0: 10 does not hit.
1: Stradivarius, you won't get away with this.
0: Yes, I hear that all the time. That blah,
1: blah. Bobby the Carpenter Johnson charges forward on the heels of red leather, narrowly weaving around the sonic attack, that hit yellow leather as well, and just like raises his arms out and kind of like goes for the legs of uh, Stradivarius. Okay, I'm going to try and tackle him to the ground uh, using a bonus action, a moxie point, and also the shove action.
0: Ooh. So I'm going to try All right. to push him and down. And this is this is the your initial roll is against his armor class? Contested athletics. Contested athletics. Okay. I've got a 14. That is a 9 from
1: Bobby. Oh. No. Ooh.
0: Bobby. Bobby just, like, <laughs> Stradivarius just
1: sidesteps him easily. And Bobby goes, like, careening off. Narrowly catching himself and able to swing a wild haymaker punch again towards Stradivarius. My highest one was an eight.
0: (laughs) Ooh! Uh, Unfortunately, Lord Stradivarius is a little bit more nimble than uh, than you might think.
1: Bobby is going all out and apparently can do literally nothing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But he's making some sick poses and like very guttural, manly noises. I'm sure he's he's
0: doing it for the memes. (laughs) And that is my turn. Okay. Althea takes a step back after seeing Bobby the Carpenter Johnson almost tackle Strahd and you still see a a little bit of kind of a blank look. And Lord Strahd says, be a dare and fireball all of them. Oh no. And Althea, her her eyes blink. She says, no thank you. (laughs) And she begins to cast a spell. Oh jeez. However, Althea is fighting the domination from Lord Strahd. So, first of all, you are all considered to automatically make your saving throw from this. So, you're going to roll to save. If you roll to save, that's uh, a quarter damage you're going to take. She aims the fireball not, like, in your mist, but kind of up above so it, it inflames a large sphere, but you're only getting kind of like the the top halves of you singed. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not taking like your yeah. entire. How body.
2: reflective would you say this sphere is, Steve? Is How it re- perhaps uh, casting uh, individual beams of light as it's uh, rotating around and adding a certain. Disco oh atmosphere.
0: yes! Uh, it, you know what? That's that's a flavor that I did not anticipate. But sure, that was such a specific yeah. word. to use. <laughs> and, there's this I don't know ball, yeah. so, hanging um, over and you. And so she she casts she she casts a spell. And you see a little mote of light, kind of head towards you, and then, boo, <laughs> boo. So uh, please, everybody, make a saving throw. Dexterity. Uh, Dexterity saving throw. Oh, yes. It's a
2: natural twenty. Nice. 25.
0: 25 that's a success. 12. 12 that is not a success. Red with 8. 8 not a success. And Bobby with 11. 11 also not a success. So Sargum, you get to enjoy only 6 points of damage from the fireball. Everyone else will take 12.
2: Doesn't even does it only gets down my temporary hit points. Pusha I say.
0: And on that note, it is Yellow Leather's turn.
3: Uh, Everything hurts and I'm literally dying. <laughs> I have a question. Sure. For the spell, Witch Bolt. Sorry, Witch Bolt? Witch bolt? <laughs> <laughs> bolt.
0: The Bolt. The, the Bolt of the Witch. Okay.
3: If a creature saves, can I move it back to them or do they have to save each time they're in it?
0: So I, I think it's just uh, you can cast it again. Oh, yeah. I have to cast you it again. You have to cast it again. again. Yeah.
3: Okay. All right. Well, let's try to hit Lord Stradivarius with witch Bolt. That's a natural 20.
1: Yay. Yay. Wow. Dang, we've had more of those than, like Yeah, it, <laughs> it
0: that that figures because we don't get them a whole lot during the regular game, right? so. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that is 9 points of yeah. lightning damage. Nice.
0: nice. Uh, let me check his resistances. Lightning is not on one of them. Great, great,
3: great, cool, cool, cool. And then, as a bonus action, taking red leather's instructions, yellow leather will dash up to the appropriate acrobatic spot, knowing
0: what (laughs) red leather
3: intended.
0: Of course, (laughs)
3: absolutely, probably like just zoom in. She's gonna like dive through. Bobby the Carpenter Johnson's legs to get to red, so like all three of us are behind Strahd. Yeah, we are. And, and in between
0: Strahd and Athea. Althea.
3: Um Yellow Leather is the furthest behind <laughs> Strahd, I will gotcha. say. Using that dash action to really put some bodies between them and Strahd.
4: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, totally understandable.
2: Sorghum kind of, like, leans his feline head kind of around Lord Stradivarius, looking at the (laughs) group of circus folk that are now gathering, and looks over to Lord Stradivarius, and he says, Ah! Your reign! It ends now, you evil lout! He says, very uh, unsure of himself, and then kind of, like, leans back over to everyone. is like, Am I supposed to be over there, too, or...? You do you! (laughs) Okay!
1: Come join the circle!
2: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) No. Become a target. Become a target. You're
1: the ringleader. We can't have a ring. No, I
2: I lead the ring from over here. It's (laughs) fine. Uh, And he actually physically takes a few steps back. But he is first going to lock eyes, blank eyes with Althea and is going to say, Please return. Return to us. We need you in this dastardly, or in this fight against this dastardly individual. And he's going to use unsettling words, which actually subtracts a D8 from their next saving throw. But he's kind of saying it in a way where it's like he's trying to get through. Trying to inspire her. Exactly. Trying to get through to her so that she can kind of like at least be a little bit more susceptible to the thing that he's about to do (laughs) with his action. A very clearly illusory, magical sorghum appears right next to everyone, right next to Althea and is like just a cheap knockoff copy. No one would, (laughs) no one would mistake this for anything real. And this strange sorghum as it like is like glitching in and out of reality. Uh, First, I'm going to ask you, Steve, could you please roll me a D four? All right. Three. Could you please make me a wisdom saving throw?
3: With a minus 8, 1d8? Yes,
0: with well, a minus 1d8. Okay. So that is a 6 on the die for a total of 10. However, we will be subtracting...
2: Eh, it won't matter. One, <laughs> it doesn't one It doesn't meet my DC anyway.
0: Okay. Uh, so without... Then, then you know what? I rolled an 8. So they yeah. have a 1. Uh, there you
2: go. And as this, as this strange copy starts walking towards Althea. and again. It's like very Herky. It's like a puppet marionette, like badly puppeted walking over. Mm-hmm. It does the Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder thing, where then it like
5: slips and it.
2: somersaults like right in front of her. And then it makes a big like fart sound as he just lands <laughs> on his butt because he has cast the spell Nethair's Mischief, which does a random effect every turn in a 10 foot cube. And at seeing this obvious, amazing display of comedy and illusory magic, uh, Althea starts giggling and will oh. continue giggling until the start of her uh, until the start of my next turn. She is incapacitated <laughs> and uses all its movement to move in a random direction. <laughs> okay, because she is laughing so hard at this <laughs> dumb, uh, horrible Ooh. thing flipping over and making a fart noise, and at that. Sorghum just goes like, still got it.
0: (laughs) And that's the end of my turn. Top of the order. Right next to Lord Strahd, I believe, is uh, Red Leather, as well as Bobby. And then directly behind Red Leather, we have Yellow Leather. Yes. (laughs) Uh, All three of them are in between Lord Strahd and Althea. And Althea is currently laughing... And pointing and tears streaming down her face uh, at this illusion of Sorghum, who had just tumbled, fell, and farted. Um, <laughs> got him. Fucking got g- him. Got him. Every time. Works every Bombing time. i am
1: crying on my knees. <laughs> yeah.
0: And who did I miss?
2: Well, obviously, you missed the most oh, important and, and character. and Sorghum.
0: Uh,
2: yeah. No, well, Sorghum's standing Sron. in the back, uh, yeah. giggling. But uh purple suede. Purple suede. Obviously. Yeah.
0: Purple the suede weird snake. <laughs> that is that is true. Weird
3: snake of fabric. Yeah. Yes,
0: the purple suede fabric, it was around Lord Strahd's feet, but he had stepped to the side. Kind of. Uh, and so it is also kind of right next to him. Looking down at the well now four of you that are directly next to him, just kind of says, oh, you're a weird menagerie, I'll give you that. <laughs> but no one gets the upper hand of Lord Strahd the various. He takes the bow of his violin, and he is going to make two attacks. One of them will be at Red Leather, and the second attack will be at Bobby. So he takes his bow and tries to smack you uh, with it. Does an 18 hit you?
1: 18 does hit. So Red tries to parry with his baton, but Strahd is too powerful, and the parry just (laughs)
0: misses. Ten points of damage from oh. the bow.
1: So as the bow connects, Red's complexion is still this kind of like ghostly and translucent, and Stra just impacts, but it's kind of this weird almost jelly-like feeling. Like he's not all there. Okay. Uh, I'm only gonna take half damage.
0: Alright, perfect. Horrible. <laughs> but
1: and I will also succeed on my concentration check.
0: Excellent. Next up is the attack on Babe. That is going to be a 21 to hit.
1: Oof. <laughs> Big oof. Yep. Uh,
0: six points of damage.
1: Bobby has utterly let his guard down, his non existent guard trying to swing for Lord and, Stradivarius.
0: And Lord Strad recognizes this and takes the bow and whoosh, right on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that is going to be a wealth in the morning. As his movement, he begins to float up.
1: Jerk. Not yeah. ideal.
0: Uh, however, If anybody would like to use their reaction, he's going to float up about 10 feet, so anybody right next to him would get an attack of opportunity.
1: Bobby tries to take another haymaker swing, but only
0: rolls a 10. Red manages to
1: smack Strahd with a 19
0: to hit. 19 does hit. Six points of damage. Six points. Uh, uh, What type of damage? Bludgeoning. Bludgeoning. He does not seem to take all of that. Ah. And Suede misses completely. All right. And that is the end of Strahd's turn. So next up is Red Leather. Yellow, you ready to try our new trick?
1: The Leaning Tower of Pisa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Great. Yes, Red. I am in. Let's do this.
1: All right. So Red's going to run over to Yellow and just... Get her in this kind of like acrobatic position where.
3: Oh, yellow has already like jumped oh, yeah. up, ready to just stand on Red's shoulders. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, and Red just runs over and just catches yellow on his shoulders and then runs underneath Lord Strahd, just holding her directly underneath him. You won't get away from us that easily.
0: Oh, I didn't know they were stacking.
3: I would like to note there was a lot of. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: hup,
1: hup, hup. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Slade is gonna uh, jump ineffectually at Strad, but just kind of like coil and bounce on the ground. Bobby repeats the same action, just charging towards the newly stacked pair, and like hut, 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 and like lifts both of them onto his shoulders, propping them both up. Hopefully just in range of Lord Stradivarius. I, I want Strad to like float up, you know, kind of this big menacing uh, you know, figure in the air, and then just yellow just kind of like launches herself up with the aid of Bobby and Red and just like face-to-face with Strahd, yeah. <laughs> 10 yeah, feet in the air. That's
0: basically how it is. It's He he floated up and then there was, hut, hut, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Yellow Leather and, and Strahd are, are face-to-face. That's the new headliner. <laughs> that will be Althea then, who is slightly confused.
2: No, is very appreciative of high quality comedy acting. Yes.
0: So Althea kind of steps backward and to the side a little bit. Again, still almost doubled over laughing, and you can still see tears, uh, tears in her face. For any of you, actually, for for Bobby, who is at the bottom of the the try, uh, he's like you know, waving figure, back and forth, uh, trying to yeah. keep
1: everyone uh, in line.
0: Even though she's she's laughing hard, you can tell that her eyes are a little bit clearer than when you initially came into this room. Okay, yellow leather, do
1: your thing. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Show them what we're made of.
3: I so feel really torn because uh, my plan was just to automatically do 1d12 damage, which did not involve being any close. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the, the power of coordination between... Yeah, uh...
0: yeah. and you do see uh, there is a small... It almost looks like a, a bolt of lightning, but it is connecting Lord Stroud and Yellow Leather.
3: Oh, the, the, my witch wishbolt! Bolt. You're, you're witch... I was like, "Oh no, what the fuck have no, no, I gotten no, into?" No, it's,
0: it's your wishbolt that is <laughs> yeah. that is right now connected to the, the connecting the two of you. So it...
3: I'm going to automatically do uh, a d12 I guess. That, that seems perfectly Let's reasonable. Go with what we we can. Five points of lightning damage, and ah, uh, yellow leather will in doing the lightning damage to Lord Strahd, like, strike it so it goes over his shoulder in the hopes that he looks that way, and then, hut, 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 and drops down, <laughs> so that uh, <laughs> they are then hanging on Red's shoulders, and, like, effectively, like, hidden behind Red.
0: <laughs> okay. But
3: Red is still basically next to Strad. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> on top of Bobby's shoulders.
0: Um... Okay, you can try to kind of make him look the other direction. Uh, I'm going to have that be an Arcana roll because you're doing it with, you're doing it with the magic of the witch bolt.
3: <laughs> That's not going to be very good.
0: Well, you know, you never know.
3: Okay, eight.
0: Eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he he notices it, but it doesn't really distract him from. He doesn't like you know obviously look in that other direction. Do
3: I do a stealth and hide?
0: <laughs> yes, uh, stealth to hide.
3: Natural one! No! (laughs) Well, total of seven!
0: Total of seven. That is not more than his passive perception.
2: We're still workshopping that one, he says to absolutely no one. Sorghum looks over at the assembly of individuals, looks over at his uh, shitty self copy. And just realizes that his copy, in its horrible puppet state, can't move fast enough to go chase down Althea. <laughs> uh, so he moves that ten feet. He then sets his, sets his brow. He looks down and says, I wonder. It scares me. And then he looks directly at the horrid vampire and says, But who the hell am I if I don't even try? I wonder. I wonder. And he would once again like to use his Bardic Inspiration to give one D8 less on Lord Stradivarius's next roll. And then Sorghum is going to once again take his, like, Ringmaster's whip out that he is uh, <laughs> still kind of working on. And it's going to just, like, awkwardly swirl it around himself, but is then going to do a actually pretty decent whip crack kind of in the direction. Uh, but he is not using this whip as a weapon. Oh, No. Oh, no. He is using it to cast the spell Shatter. Ooh. And I would like Lord Stradivarius to make me a constitution saving throw. Place. Constitution With saving throw. minus
0: 1d8. With minus 1d8. All right. Ooh. 11. Hey, hey that's nice. a fail. Ah. Nice. 13 points of thunder damage. And you can see it hits him, and uh, he is visibly... Shaken, but not quite shattered. And not stirred. But not stirred. That brings us to the top of the order with Lord Stradstern, who looks a little bit ticked off. And he says, very well, we do this my favorite way. Lord Strahd uh, rotates 180 degrees in the air. So his head are, is now where his feet were. <laughs> and his feet are now where his head I was. I was really worried that was what you were going to say. <laughs> I believe I believe the closest person right now is Red Leather. Red, yes. You can see he was very f- pale to begin with, but you actually can see now he's even a little bit paler, mm. and his eyes are slightly red, and he opens his mouth, and you can see now these long pointed fangs, and he's going to attempt to bite you.
1: Oh, no. Okay.
0: 17 to hit. Ah, that hits it. It does. Okay. Dang it. Three points of damage. Ah. <laughs> uh, however, I need you to please make a charisma saving throw. Five. <laughs> wow, this, uh, Strahd's pretty cool. I mean, he, he's a cool guy. And, uh, and you know, you you kind of want his, he, he's good with the bow and the violin, and then you, you want his autograph, and he's, he's pretty cool. And, uh, You are now considered to be infatuated with him. Oh. Hmm. However, Bobby, will you please make a perception check for me?
1: I will. That is a 14. 14.
0: Althea's eyes are pretty clear. Okay. Okay. And red leathers seem to be slightly glazed over.
1: Okay, so I, I recognize something funky is going on.
0: <laughs> Lord Strad says, be a good little person. <laughs> and uh, why don't you knock the rest of your friends unconscious for me?
1: Yes, Lord Strad. <laughs> yes, Lord It's <Strahd.
0: laughs> <laughs> Stickers all along. Oh, God! <laughs> and that takes us to Red Leather's turn.
4: <laughs> I'm ha- currently hanging on their back.
0: Yep. <laughs>
2: yes, you
4: are. And now, a word from our sponsor.
2: Hello, everyone. GM Nathan here. And welcome once more to The Midroll. This is where I remind you to follow us on all the social medias, particularly on Twitter at Reckless underscore attack, where we are posting a variety of frogs and memes and frog memes and meme frogs. You can find all our socials by visiting our website at RecklessAttack.com and much more. If you like us, consider supporting us on Patreon. It's one of the best ways to help us grow and improve the show. Early ad-free episodes, level up talkbacks, and oodles of other stuff await you there at a variety of tiers. Lastly, don't forget to tell a friend if you're enjoying the show, or let us know by leaving a rating or a view on your podcatcher of choice. That's all from me. Enjoy the rest of the episode,
1: guys. You know, I feel like this troupe has really been weighing me down for a while now, and I've been pretty <laughs> pretty displeased with how we've been performing recently. Breaking Don't out on your start own. on that unionizing
2: crap again.
1: I, I it, told you. I think it's about time for Red to really go off on his like solo uh, breakout moment. Really, just get on the road. <laughs> Red, no.
3: How could you, Red?
1: We trusted you. You were like a friend. You were too good for <laughs> you. were like a
3: twin! <laughs> you were
2: you were like a, a trusted co-worker and underling.
1: <laughs> you were too good for them. You should
0: strike out on your
1: own. So Red looks down on Bobby in yellow leather and begins to look yellow in the eye.
3: Come on, your back, I'm still there. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, get off me. Slade, get her off! Uh, purple suede.
3: Gonna... <laughs> oh, I thought you said slade and I'm like, Whoa, so did I. Is... What's coming?
1: Purple suede, get her off me. Purple suede's gonna come around behind you and just try to smack you, uh, with his soft purple body. What like,
3: if this kills Like velvet. Me? What if this literally kills me? Eleven to hit. <laughs> I think that misses. That misses.
1: The softness touches your skin. It's quite pleasant.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know you could never hurt me, suede. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just starts nuzzling yeah. it in instead.
3: Swade <laughs> is giving me comfort in he's trying to. Yeah, times.
1: exactly. And I'm going to try just bonking on the head a few times. Okay. <laughs> get off. Get off my back. <laughs> Go away. 23 to hit. Yeah. <laughs> and a crit. Uh,
3: probably dead.
1: Nine points of damage on the first hit. Okay. 16 points of damage on the second hit. Uh, I am
3: almost like dead, dead.
1: <laughs> yellow no as red's now flaming baton just smacks you in the head repeatedly oh god yellow falls <laughs> <No>. unconscious <laughs> what is it friendship ended with yellow now strad is my best friend yeah <laughs> is my and then crossed out best yeah. friend of twin yeah <laughs> acrobat twin right can I just like slick my hair back real fast to look more like strad is that a thing
0: it, absolutely it is <laughs> okay. now okay it is it is absolutely now a thing great I'm done. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's Uh, enough. (laughs) That brings us to Bobby.
1: Red, how could you, you monster? They were your only twin. You don't see, (laughs) you haven't seen what I've seen, Bobby. So technically, technically Steve, Red is still on Bobby's shoulders as Bobby is like holding him by the ankles. I would like to spend all my points of inspiration and every (laughs) strength point humanly possible to throw red at Stradivarius
0: <laughs> red how okay. could you you traitor all right i guess that would be a strength based ranged attack yes that sounds great, <laughs> to right. me. Yep. great. we're gonna Good. go with that as the dm i've made a decision yep strength based ranged attack so bobby just like starts rotating like he is just, <laughs> ah,
1: just, like yeah, hammer throwing red and just like you know spinning spinning
0: around That is a natural 20. (laughs) So, how much damage does a medium sized elf do? You know what? 2d6 plus your strength bonus. So, it's a crit 4d6 plus your strength bonus. Sick. Okay. Cool. And red leather will take half this amount. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Sick.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. 10 points of damage on the crit. (sighs) Oh, no.
0: Since Lord Strahd is upside down, it does hit him and knock him back a little bit. So you take five Five points points
1: of damage and fall to the ground. Yes.
0: (laughs) Um, That brings us to Althea. She has stopped backing up away from this weird pantomiming illusion. Which is shambling after her.
2: Let I remind you.
0: Yes. But she looks up and you can see very clear, piercing eyes. And she looks directly at Lord Strahd and basically says, You bastard. And she casts a spell. So, Sophie, since your your character is unconscious, will you please roll a d20 for me as the saving throw for Lord Strahd for this particular spell?
3: A 10 on the die.
0: 10 on the Mm -hmm. die is a failure. Yeah! Uh, Lord Strahd, hanging upside down, (laughs) seizes up and is not moving.
3: Interesting.
0: Hmm. Uh, As Hold Monster was just cast upon him. Got him.
3: Nice.
2: What level of fucking wizard is this person? Yeah, right? I
3: mean, she was into teleporting
0: stuff. That's true. And she she was doing some planar traveling and yes.
2: Sorghum looks at the crumpled form of yellow leather and says, Hey! Hey! We talked about this. No breaks in the middle of battle. <laughs> and casts uh, Healing Word. <laughs> cool. uh, you heal uh, 6 po- six HP. You're at 6 HP now. Hey. And he then turns his now kind of frustrated tone to Lord Stradivarius himself and says... And you, and you, a oh lord! How dare you? We come into your home. We are but lowly entertainers, just trying to to scrape by in this no good world that doesn't appreciate artists such as ourselves. And continues on as he casts vicious mockery on okay. Lord Stradivarius.
3: that's a fifteen on the die. Damn it, Sophie! <laughs> I blame Starbucks.
0: Sophie. <laughs> so, uh, currently we have Lord Stradivarius. Hanging upside down and held. We have the unfortunate taking over of Red Leather, uh, who is now uh, Lord Strahd's bestest buddy and infatuated with him. We have Yellow Leather, who is currently on the ground but now conscious thanks to uh, Sorghum casting Healing Word. And we have Bobby, who had just thrown Red Leather at. Lord Strahd, and miraculously hit, but not only hit, but crit.
2: Take that, idiot.
0: <laughs> Lord Strahd cannot do anything this round, except for make a saving throw. Or miss a saving throw. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. Uh, stupid nice. idiot, stupid vampire. Well, unfortunately for me, but fortunately for the rest of the group, still paralyzed. Hey. So
1: Seeing Sorghum cast Healing Word on Yellow, this part of Red's mind just goes back to Strahd's command, knock them unconscious. Suede, get her! As Purple Suede comes snaking up to you and tries to bite you in the side.
3: Yellow's just like, yes, come Suede, come here, poor boy.
1: (laughs) Eleven again to hit Yellow. (laughs) Well, you're prone though, right?
3: Yeah, did you come up to me?
1: Suede's coming up to you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 13.
3: Swade and I are cuddling.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, it's a good boy, Swade. And
1: it's just like...
3: You would never hurt me.
1: Gently boy. squeezing
3: your arm. Oh, I'll, give the, I'll give you the belly rubs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Red, st- Red, stand- Red stands up after being thrown at Strad by Bobby and just like stomps over to Yellow and just begins like trying to just like step on you. Like, go down. Stay down. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with the baton.
3: <laughs> Wait, are you hitting me with the baton or stepping on me? Yes. No.
1: <laughs> 21.
5: One dip. is
3: an improvised unarmed strike, and one is. A, they're very different modifiers.
2: You when, have to pick when, one. When you're down to six HP, Jonathan, mm-hmm. you can't go
1: flavorful with it. Yeah.
3: You tell me what, how you're hitting <laughs>
1: I'm gonna, yellow. I'm gonna hit you with the baton. Okay. Just smack you in the side. Uh, 21 to hit. That hits. Nine points of damage.
5: Uh, down again.
1: <laughs> So that first attack hits, and then as a bonus action, I'm going to use my Blessings of the Raven Queen ability one more time to teleport directly in front of Sorghum. And, and I just look you in the eyes and go, this is for all those vacation days you never gave me. <laughs> and just, like, smacks you upside the head. 14 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. 10 points of damage as I just smack Ooh. you with a flaming baton. And Red's eyes begin to, like, kind of shift back and forth between this glazed look as he makes a save against the whatever Strahd is doing.
0: Fifteen. Fifteen is what you needed. Hey! hey. Ooh. Your eyes clear up, and you are looking down. Uh, you are looking at Sorghum, who you have just smacked in the head. Got anything to say, young man? Where'd that big welt on your head come from?
2: we <laughs> are going to talk about this. And, and this... All expenses coming out of your next paycheck. Get back in there. Your twin is unconscious. Figure it out.
0: This will be a meeting, not just a memo. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. Bobby is going to just squat down as deep as he can and put all of his power in his legs. To try and jump up grab stride and like <laughs> send him to the earth in like a pile drive yes
0: nice
3: hell yeah Bobby he is
0: he is paralyzed so you do have advantage on your attack roll
2: excuse me this move uh trademark incoming is called uh, driving the nail and <laughs> uh, I'd like us to all respect that moving forward
0: very well driving the nail all right that's a 23 that's fine. That, oh that will <laughs> yeah, that yeah. will
1: absolutely hit so Bobby rockets up towards the air and, like, grabs onto Stradivarius' shoulders. And with, like, all the weight of his bulky muscles and the power of his lats, he, like, grabs Stradivarius and, like, throws him down to the ground (laughs) as he's falling, driving his head into the the pavement. What's the damage roll for this? I don't know how much damage. I'm just making up things. (laughs) Uh,
0: Now we're just making up stuff? Uh, Okay, so 10 feet, I'll I'll call that falling damage. So a (laughs) D6 plus... I guess it's hurtling another person into we'll, we'll call it we'll call it another 2d6 cuz that's what I gave the elf. Okay. Uh, and then plus your strength bonus. Have so, you
2: considered adding uh additional awesome damage? Oh, this um, is
0: a, the, oh, a this
3: trademark. Oh, that
0: yeah. is it is a trademark maneuver for driving the nail. So uh, d I uh, I will give you an extra d6 yeah, so your yeah. your total will be 4d6 plus your strength bonus. He is paralyzed though. This is true. Uh, and m- maybe more so, so. it's an auto now. crit, right? Oh, uh, yeah. it is. It is that You are correct. You are correct. That is an automatic crit. You will be rolling 8d6 plus your strength modifier okay. for damage. A roll good. <laughs>
1: Not shitty like last time, David. <laughs> that is going to be a total of 35
0: points of damage. <laughs> 35. So what happens is Bobby jumps into the air, grabs onto Lord Strahd, pulling him down, As soon as Bobby's feet hit the ground, just drives the nail in the coffin um, (laughs) and Lord Strahd's head goes straight into the floor of the castle foyer. And at that moment, (sighs) there is just a multicolored mist and you can see the mist fly back through the foyer and into some other part of the castle.
3: Bobby the Carpenter Johnson! The crowd goes
0: wild. People
2: like from different weird rooms come out and just start cheering. There is much applause. <laughs> Wait, I can't do that. <laughs> you, have to, you have
3: to make an Abba-John Cena ba. Jay, help us out.
0: <laughs> Please. And as that happens, you can see uh, Althea, clear-eyed. You see Red Leather also clear-eyed now. And uh, Althea just says, oh, we need to get out of here. Please tell me somebody sent you with a way back. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The the fork thing. And he kind of like takes this tuning fork out of, uh, or Bobby takes this tuning fork out of his pocket, starts like waving it around. Do you know what to do with this?
0: Yes, yes, I know what to do with that. She takes the tuning fork and you can see her, She she kind of strikes it against her leg and a clear note rings out. And uh, she begins gesturing and gesticulating and chanting. And um, you can see on the floor below you, very small, intricate runes start to appear. She says, quickly, quickly, inside the circle, inside the circle.
1: Red will grab Yellow Leather's unconscious body and just drag it into the circle.
3: Please know Purple Suede is still wrapped around like a dear pet. Crying on top
2: of Alice <laughs> Unconscious I'm form. sorry for what he made me do I didn't mean it
0: Weeping uncontrollably As Althea's magic pulls the mists of Ravenloft around you Time seems to slow down There are images in the mists Figures battling A humanoid rabbit A herringon Faces off against a pale, cloaked opponent The cloaked figure smashes a nearby boulder and lifts one of the large pieces above its head, looking like they are going to bring it down upon the herringon. The herringon extends its hand and yells, eh, abracadabra! And the cloaked figure immediately transforms into a bat, and the rock falls upon the creature. From under the rock, a muffled, pokers, pokers, can be heard. And the form of the cloaked figure is returned, if a bit wobbly, with the large rock still held above its head. The herringon then yells again, And the cloaked figure changes again into a bat, but this time with the head of a pale human. The mists swallow the figure, and the last thing you see is the human-headed bat once again being crushed by the rock as the gun nibbles on a carrot. Then all of the mists are blown away by a large gust of wind, and you are all once again standing in the magical circle in front of the mirror, this time with Althea.
4: Woo! Yay! Yay we did it!
0: Congratulations, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the April Fool's Day episode of Reckless Attack, our second in the what I hope to be a very long series of April Fool's Day episodes. Next time, we will return with our regularly scheduled story. See you all there.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks again, everyone, for listening to the episode. A big shout out to J and B from the Planet Arcana podcast for performing and producing the custom music you heard throughout the show. If you like what you heard, be sure to head over to planetarcana.com. Check out their 5E actual play podcast with tons of incredible custom music set in a tarot-flavored, retro-futuristic world. And for all of our patrons out there, we'll have a chat with J and B on our Patreon going through the behind the scenes of how they created the music used in the show see you all next
4: time